Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ladies and gentlemen, more evidence that I was right. See, I told you so about masks. Stand by. The doors to the newsroom are locked and the PC police are not getting in. So sit back and relax. As we unfold today's edition of the Ledger Report. And in San Diego, one anchor man was more man than the rest. His name was Graham Ledger. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Stop the tape. Stop the tape. That's Andrew Cuomo, the esteemed governor of New York, who should be under a criminal investigation and soon be under indictment, but it's probably never going to happen because of what he did in New York in response to the Wuhan coronavirus. And now he's given us a coronavirus update, like he is the president of the United States. We're seeing numbers go up across the country. Uh, they're not going up in New York, Governor Cuomo. Why? I would have interrupted. This was on uh, MSNBC. Um, I would have interrupted. I rarely interrupt. Governor, why? Why aren't they going up in New York? Well, because you killed as many people as you possibly could by putting sick people into the places where they, the, the, the worst place should, they should go, right? These facilities, these nursing homes for older people, I'm going to get to the average age of death by Wuhan coronavirus in a moment, and it was supplied by the President of the United States and completely ignored by the mainstream media. But the bottom line is we know that this is an opportunistic virus that happens to attack the elderly uh, portion of our population and does not attack the young population overall. The average, the median, the mean, the mode, whatever you would like to use as a form of measurement. The bottom line is Governor Cuomo put sick people into these nursing facilities, and now he's giving us an update on what's going on around the country. Well, Governor, I would also tell you this, that it's a virus. It's a virus that right now there is no specific cure. We have treatments like hydroxychloroquine, the hydroxychloroquine drug cocktail that you mix with the z pack and zinc, and probably some vitamin C. I'm a vitamin C believer. Um, I believe in taking large doses daily of vitamin C. Uh, vitamin C is water-soluble. You cannot overdose on vitamin I suppose you could overdose on vitamin C, but you can take thousands and thousands of milligrams of vitamin C, and I do, 
um, as a way to boost the immune system. And I would imagine that if I had the Wuhan coronavirus and I, my doctor, who said he would give me hydroxychloroquine if it happened, um, would include the Z-Pack and zinc, uh, which helps in the process in some way, shape, or form. I'm not sure. Uh, but uh, I would also include in that cocktail certainly massive amounts of vitamin C. And so this virus, yes, is working its way across the landscape of the United States, Governor Cuomo. It's not in New York because herd immunity has been established. Not because of anything that Governor Cuomo did. Not because of a mandatory mask order in New York City and Bill de Blasio. Exactly the opposite. They allowed people to use the subway, for example, and that spread it throughout the Big Apple. And now we know that herd immunity has been established in New York City to the tune of maybe 60% of the population, depending on which borough you're in. So herd immunity has been established in New York City, and, and that's why New York City, City should be open. It shouldn't be closed. It shouldn't be, the restaurants shouldn't be forced to serve people with the rats on the street. They should be serving people indoors because herd immunity has been established. And I firmly believe that we ought to be back to normal throughout the country and allow people to live their lives normally, especially school. The kids need to be back at school. More on that in a moment. Roll tape. Going up in the Midwest, we see the health experts, Johns Hopkins and others now saying uh, the nation has to hit a reset. Uh, we do need to reset. Stop the tape. What, what is a reset? What does that mean? You know, you know where he's headed with this, right? He's going to blame... Anything that's going wrong, any death, any, any count that goes up in any state on the president. That's where he's headed with this. And or attacking red state governors like DeSantis in Florida or Abbott in Texas. Now, Abbott, I'm a little bit disappointed in. I think Abbott has been waffling just a, a little bit too much. Um, but the bottom line is this is electoral war. And this guy, Andrew Cuomo is on the front lines of the electoral war. This is all about November 3rd. This is all about defeating President Trump. This is all about the attempt by the Democrat Party to retake the United States Senate and retain control of the House of Representatives and, and try and win as many gubernatorial positions as possible. Now we know. Now we know how important it is for... Republicans and or conservatives to be in control of as many states as possible. You know, it wasn't that long ago um, where I was pushing hard a couple, three years ago for a convention of the states. And we were measuring during the Obama years control of the various states by red, red governor, by Republican and or conservative governors. And there was critical mass during the Obama years. It was a nice check and balance. And we could have triggered a convention of the states. We can't do it now. The percentages are not there like they were about three or four years ago where there were enough red state governors who could have helped trigger a convention of the states. I still believe in a convention of the states. This is Article 5 of the United States Constitution. A convention of the states to, for example, set term limits on Congress. Imagine that. Imagine term limits for Nancy Pelosi. Imagine term limits... For Chuck Schumer, imagine term limits for Ruth Bader Ginsburg. All of that could be done. All of that can be established through a convention of the states. Washington is not going to do it. Washington 
cannot fix itself. Washington is limited. And we see this through the President of the United States, right? Here's a guy who goes to Washington, D.C. to try and drain the swamp, and the swamp attacks him. Part of the swamp, even though he's not in Washington, D.C., of course, is Andrew Cuomo, who is now trying to affix blame on the President of the United States for the advancement across the landscape of the Wuhan coronavirus. Roll tape. But the reset has to start at the top. Uh, we have confusion. We have chaos. We don't have operations set up. Stop the tape. We, we have a president of the United States who has gone to Cuomo. And, and this is what bothers me is that Cuomo goes to the White House. He's been to the White House a couple, three times. And they've had private meetings, the president and Cuomo. I don't even know how the president does it, sits down with this guy. How does he do it? Takes nerves of steel. Um, so he, he meets with this guy and then gives Cuomo whatever he needs. Say, hey, hey, Governor Cuomo or Newsom in California, what is it you need? Oh, you need ventilators? We'll give you ventilators. Oh, you need PPE? We'll give you PPE. Oh, you need uh, assistance? You need a ship? You know, a hospital ship sent off the coast? Here, we'll send you an hospital ship. The president has done all that. They didn't need the hospital ship. Got rid of it. They have more than enough ventilators. And they have plenty of PPE, and now they have herd immunity in New York. Yet Governor Cuomo will not back off on his draconian attacks on the economy of the Empire State. So these two meet in private. The president gives Cuomo whatever he wants, whatever he needs, because the president is trying to do his job. Then Cuomo goes on national TV and attacks the president of the United States. But this is the environment we live in right now. It's hyper-political. We're in an election year, and Governor Cuomo wants to do everything he can to defeat the President of the United States and try and continue to harm his economy. New Jersey, next door in New York, is now reporting a spike in COVID-19 cases. Now, Murphy in New Jersey has been among the most draconian. Remember those gym owners in New Jersey, the suburb of uh, Philadelphia, but in New Jersey, uh, they've been attacked relentlessly by the governor of New Jersey. And eventually, just this last week, they've been arrested for simply for the crime of trying to make a dollar, for the crime of free enterprise, for the crime of infusing themselves in our free market capitalist system, for the crime of opening up and allowing people to try and stay healthy, they were arrested by Governor Murphy. And so New Jersey now has a spike in cases like we've seen in virtually every state in in this union. There's been an increase in cases during the summer. Why? Well, because people are going out and living their lives. Because people are sick and tired of sheltering in place. We're all in this together. I am so sick of hearing that. And these entities, these private entities that run these commercials on radio and television that use that line, I'm telling you, I'm keeping track, and I'm not going to participate with them. I am not going to become a customer or I'm going to end being a customer because they're buying in to the crap and they're drinking the Kool-Aid and I'm not going to be a part of it. So New Jersey is seeing a spike. We're all in this together. Wear a mask. Shelter in place. Yet the numbers keep going up. Like in California. Same thing. 
Governor Newsom, mandatory mask order on June 18th. Well, it's August now, and the numbers spiked. Why is that, Governor? Well, he's going to say it's because not enough people are listening to him. Nonsense. Absolute nonsense. This is the virus working its way through a society. And until we achieve herd immunity and or enough people will actually... Take the virus, if it, uh, take the, uh, the vaccine if there is a vaccine discovered for this virus, and the president believes there will be one before the end of the year. Hallelujah. I hope he's correct. So until we have herd immunity and or some sort of vaccine that enough people take, the virus is going to continue to work its way through a society just like the seasonal flu does. New Jersey, spiking. This is a headline out of NBC. New Jersey sees spike in COVID-19 cases. Here's the rest of the headline. As residents slack off on masks and social distancing. So you see here, the mainstream media is completely in on this with Cuomo and Pritzker and Whitmer and Wolf and Murphy and Newsom. How do they know? How does the mainstream media know? They, we know that the mainstream media can know that there has been a spike in COVID-19 cases, but it's the rest of the sentence, right? It's the rest of the headline. As residents slack off on masks and social distancing. It's what we used to call a non sequitur. I don't know if we use that term anymore. I haven't heard it much lately. It's a non sequitur completely. It is completely and twisting completely and totally twisting the facts and uh, infusing assumption. Yes, we can empirically say that there may have been a spike in COVID-19 cases, but we don't know, and the mainstream media does not know that it's because people are not wearing a mask, right? This is, this is exactly what I was talking about a minute ago with, with Newsom. Everybody will wear a mask, and that is it. That is the edict from the dictator in Sacramento, California, right? Governor Newsom. All of a sudden, the numbers spike, even though he gave this edict. Well, it must be because people aren't wearing a mask. Here's the mainstream media working hand in glove with the Democrat machine and social distancing. Social distancing. Remember where social distancing comes from, ladies and gentlemen. It comes from a high school, sophomore in high school's science project. She, one day with her daddy, who's a scientist, about 15 years ago, ran some computer models and figured out that the best way to keep people healthy is to stay about six feet apart. That's it. That's the foundation for what 330 million Americans are doing. The end product of a science project from a sophomore in high school. There's no data behind this. There's no research behind this. And speaking of data and the research, this article out of Holland, aka the Netherlands and the da- Netherlands and the Daily Mail. The headline on this thing and the Daily Mail, I don't know. It, it produces some interesting stuff. It's a little bit sensational. I don't know what to believe in. Speaking of um, run-on sentences for headlines. Uh, they do this all the time. But this one caught my eye. And the headline is this out of the Daily Mail. The land with no face mask, colon. Holland's top scientists say there's no solid evidence coverings work. 
and warned they could even damage the fight against COVID-19. Now, this goes to what yours truly has been talking about uh, for, what, four or five months now, since March of this year, when the Wuhan coronavirus in this episode began, I began doing research. And I found article after publication after publication where I was looking that the mainstream media refused to look. And one of the sites was the CDC website, a published study uh, right there on PDF form that anybody can download. Anybody can find this if they dig deep enough. And I did a 2018 study that says that wearing a mask is useless. And so we have Dr. Fauci, uh, who obviously was uh, uh, aware of that study in 2018, back in February, saying, no, don't wear a mask. Don't worry about wearing a mask. No, don't wear a mask. And then uh, Dr. Fauci, about two months later, says, wear a mask. (laughs) So in Holland, they did some research. And this is kind of a strangely written article, but I'll get to the, uh, the guts of it, and it's this. It says, studies by one membrane... Spe- I didn't know there are any membrane specialists out there, but apparently there are specialists who study membranes of various kinds, I would imagine, uh, inanimate and animate alike. Membrane specialists at... Eindhoven University found that while the coronavirus particles are caught by electrostatic layers in medical masks, they can penetrate bigger pores found in cotton and even vacuum cleaner bags. Now, I don't know about the vacuum cleaner bags. I've seen a lot of people wear strange masks. I don't know that I've seen anybody wear a vacuum cleaner bag as a mask. Although, I could see how it might work. Just like a diaper might might work where you kind of, you know, have the thing around here. It it might get a little warm under there. It might suffocate you a little bit more than some of these surgical masks. Vacuum cleaner bag. Um, I suppose if you modify it. You might be able to use a vacuum cleaner bag. Let's make sure you use a clean one. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your health tip for the day from Graham Ledger on the Ledger Report. Please use a clean vacuum cleaner bag if you're going to use that as a PPE. But the point is, the Wuhan coronavirus can penetrate bigger spores found in cotton. Now, I have talked to epidemiologists, real scientists, who will say that even the N95 mask cannot stop all viruses and the aerosol particles in some cases are so small that they can penetrate the pores of the N95 masks. And this goes to the larger point that wearing a mask is virtually useless in the fight, in the spread of a virus. This is not me, ladies and gentlemen. This is not scientists, junior scientists, sophomore in high school, Graham Ledger just saying, hey, don't wear a mask. This is based on the science. This is based on the research. This is based on people smarter than me and people whose job it is to understand this stuff. And I know that Newsom and Cuomo and Pritzker uh, and the president, but these blue state governors, I know they know what I know. But they want to be in control. 
They want to force Americans out of their habits. They want people to be uncomfortable right now. They want people to stop spending money. They want people to stop going to work. They want people to shelter in place because this all funnels toward the re-election or not of the 45th president of the United States. So they know about this information. They know about these studies. And I know Dr. Fauci does too. That the virus is so small that it can penetrate the pores of those masks that we're being forced to wear. And I'm happy to see that some of these box stores are not going to be enforcing the mask mandate. Um, I don't know exactly how that's going to work because I know I've walked up to especially young people uh, at Home Depot, for example, and uh, the uh, person behind the counter, behind not just behind the counter, but behind the plexiglass, you got all these layers now, right? You got this young lady, say she's uh, 30, she's got a mask on, then there's a layer of, you're six feet apart, by the way, probably, you know, somewhere in that neighborhood, um, and, and, and then you got this plexiglass, and then you got me another three feet away from the plexiglass, and could you put on your mask, please? Um, is, is that a requirement to be in the store? Well, I'm requesting that you do it. Okay. You know, if it makes you happy, I'll, I'll put on a mask while we do this transaction, and I will, uh, I will take it off very quickly. Um, but it's, I don't know how they're going to do it because of that. Um, and, and, of course, the Karens out there and the mask police, you don't have a mask on! Ah! So, uh, but, you know, this has to do with, obviously, larger than just the, uh, the research out there. There's a... There's a fundamental constitutional problem that I have with wearing a mask, but Holland, a.k.a. the Netherlands, is, is backing the science. And the World Health Organization has even, in this, according to this article, has even been skeptical, warning that, quote, widespread use of masks by healthy people in the community setting is not yet supported by high-quality or direct scientific evidence. Why don't we hear Dr. Fauci talking about this? Hmm? Why isn't Dr. Fauci quoting the World Health Organization saying that widespread use of masks by healthy people in the community setting is not yet supported by high quality or direct scientific evidence? Why aren't we hearing Dr. Fauci saying that? He's privy to this information. He's privy to this data just like I am. Why isn't he giving the other side of the story? And why isn't he definitively saying that children need to go back to school, period, end of story? And that these schools don't need to be twisting themselves into this healthcare pretzel to try and protect students from one another. We know what the numbers are among children. They're virtually zero. Yes, we're going to hear CNN and other Outlets in the mainstream media report the outlier case of an 8-year-old or a 10-year-old tragically dying with the Wuhan coronavirus. There is a difference between dying of the Wuhan coronavirus and with the Wuhan coronavirus. In other words, if, you know, and I hate to see kids sick. It, it really bothers me when I see these pictures of, of children you know, battling cancer, leukemia, or, or what have you. 
Um, but the, the fact of the matter is, if there is a child out there who has a compromised immune system in one way or another, has a comorbidity, and contracts the Wuhan coronavirus, it exacerbates the problem. And that's the, the, the rare cases of these children dying. That's what we're looking at here. Um, and so Fauci should be out there saying, hey, listen, the numbers are with you. If you as a parent, you know, you believe that you should keep your child at home, fine, keep your child at home. That's your choice. You want to homeschool your child? That's fine. That is your choice. And I support people who homeschool. I don't believe you should do it because of the Wuhan coronavirus. I believe you should do it because you want to give your child the best education. My child is grown. She's 25 years old. If she were five, I would send her to school. I'll never forget 9-11. Um, you know, it was a tragic morning for, for every American. And I was watching on television like everybody else. I had to go and do TV later that day. But I was getting my daughter ready for kindergarten that day. And uh, she was uh, five years old. And I remember my ex-wife calling and saying, hey, are you going to bring... Your, our daughter to school today and I said hell yes and she said why and I said because this is what the terrorists don't want me and you to do the terrorists want us to live in fear and I'm going to show our daughter very quickly this image turn it off and say hey this happened today and you might talk about it at school. It's a bad thing. And maybe we'll talk about it a little bit more later. But I want you to, to go to school and, and, uh, and do your job effectively, right? And be a kindergartner and do whatever kindergartners uh, do. It's the same thing with the Wuhan coronavirus. What kind of lesson are we teaching our children by cowering at home? This is part of the problem with this uh, lock in place and, and home imprisonment that... Uh, millions tens of millions of americans have been suffering through now since march it's a terrible message to these children and the message ought to be don't be afraid that's not what we do as americans we confront things we didn't cower and hide in in 1941 when the imperial japan bombed pearl harbor we did the opposite we mobilized we said the hell with this and we're going to take care of it and that's what we ought to be doing with the wuhan coronavirus this is what i'm convinced um, from day one and I've been talking about and so the kids need to go to school and the teachers need to teach yet we have teachers unions all over especially in California especially in New York in these um, liberal havens we have teachers saying no nah we don't want to do it in fact some are protesting the reopening of schools out of Chicago this piece out of Reuters teachers protest across US over reopening schools in pandemic you know what I say? If these teachers are striking, if these teachers are protesting and they're refusing to go into the classroom and do their job, then fire them. Fire them. This is a great moment in time to clean house. Activate these clauses. Hopefully there are some in these union contracts. You don't show up for work. You refuse to, to do your job. Uh, these, these conditions are, are not any worse than going into Costco, right? It's okay to go into Costco. It's okay to go into Walmart. But it's not okay to go in school. It's not okay to go in church. We know this is a very uh, intelligent virus. 
because the virus only attacks in churches and schools and apparently outdoor showers at um, community pools. I was at the community pool the other day. There's a sign on the wall that said, use this at your own risk. (laughs) It's 120 degrees where I was. (laughs) Literally. 120 degrees. No virus is going to... I couldn't even touch the handle to turn on the shower. It was so hot. You telling me a virus is living up? Is the virus coming out of the water now? This is just insanity. And the teachers are buying into the insanity. And they need to teach. The teachers need to teach. And the school children need to go to school. And that's it. Fire them. They don't show up. Fire them. And the president is doing a fantastic job informing the American people. I would tweak how he's doing it slightly. Um, I, w- I would. Uh, it, he's holding these uh, daily news conferences. That's great, wonderful, beautiful. The problem is the time of day he's holding them, and the fact that the the mainstream media are there and uh, tertiary. I believe he ought to be looking right into the camera, like I am. And if you have to script it with a teleprompter, fine. Eyeball to eyeball with the American people. Fourth thing, by the way, is I would invite these governors uh, to participate one by one during these what I call fireside chats with the President of the United States to the American people. But the President is doing a fantastic job informing the American people of what's going on. Roll tape. Oh, he's talking about the hurricane there. The virus is receding. The virus is receding. spots across the south and west, we've seen slow improvements from their recent weekly peaks. Arizona's weekly case counts have dropped 37%. And so he's giving the numbers, right? From opening up or any new hotspots from opening Talking about up the hotspots. Stop tape. Remember, the hotspots are largely in areas right along the border because of all the farm workers coming up from Mexico legally and or illegally spreading the virus in those regions and up through the uh, Valley of California. Just look look at the hotspots on the map. Gee, why is it in Houston? Why is it in uh, southern Arizona? Why is it in Imperial County, California, uh, up through the valley of San Joaquin Valley in California? Hmm? (laughs) Roll tape. To that end, I urge all Americans to continue to socially distance, wash your hands, wear a mask when you cannot avoid crowded places. Stop the tape. That is the president doing what he has to do. Uh, Like me, I'm sure he... It's difficult for him to even say that kind of stuff because he knows the he knows the information he knows the evidence. I wish he would come out with the evidence that I have, um, but it's probably not a great political move. I really wish he would. Roll tape. And to protect the elderly, very very important. Protect the elderly. Stop the tape. Are you listening, uh, Andrew Cuomo? Did you hear the president? Protect the elderly. Protect the elderly. Don't stick the virus in with the elderly like you did. I believe that Andrew Cuomo is complicit to murder. I think he ought to be charged with second degree murder. Because we knew back in March when this thing first hit. Remember the first places that it hit was in Washington State. 
in these nursing home facilities. We knew. He knew. We all knew that the elderly are most vulnerable. And now they're most paranoid because it's been beaten into them that they got to social distance, they got to wear a mask or they're going to die. It's absolutely ludicrous. The nursing homes were, the people in the nursing homes were most vulnerable because, number one, they were old, but also they, most of them had some sort of other underlying health condition, a comorbidity. That's why they were most and are most vulnerable. The president wants to protect them. Roll tape. It's much different. The young children have very strong immune systems. We've learned how strong they are. But protect the elderly. The average age of those who succumb to the virus is 78 years old. Stop the tape. Did you hear that? Did you hear that mainstream media? The president of the United States just said that the average age, this is the average age of people who have succumbed, died from the Wuhan coronavirus is 78. 78. Now, that doesn't mean that if you're 40, you're not going to get the virus and potentially there's a chance you could die. But if the average age is 78, what does that tell the vast majority of the population? What does that tell 250 million or so, I'm just rounding, 250 million plus Americans? It should tell them that the odds of dying if you're under 60 are very, very low. Now, you can contract the Wuhan coronavirus, and we know now that you can contract the Wuhan coronavirus and not even know it. Heck, I may have had it. I don't know. I don't get sick a lot. As soon as you say that, you get sick. But the bottom line is that many people are walking around with the Wuhan coronavirus asymptomatic, and they're not showing no symptoms. Okay, so we know this now, and we want to protect the elderly who have comorbidities. I firmly believe that the elderly who are healthy uh, are no more susceptible to succumbing to the Wuhan coronavirus than, than someone who is in their 30s or 40s. Uh, as long as you're healthy and you take care of yourself, um, I don't believe that this virus is that big a threat. And this is based, not my opinion, but based on the numbers of, of, of what we know. And the President of the United States has some very valuable information. Does this end up anywhere in the mainstream media? The average age of death of the Wuhan coronavirus is 78 years old. Where is that ending up in the mainstream media? That should be headlines in the New York Times. Hey, America, if you're not elderly, if you're not in a nursing home, and if you don't have some sort of comorbidity, some sort of major underlying health condition like being uh, morbidly obese, that's being underreported in the mainstream media as well, that a lot, of, a lot of deaths from Wuhan coronavirus are because people are obese. And when you're obese, a lot of times you have other health conditions like diabetes and high blood pressure, heart problems, pulmonary problems, blah, 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 blah. That's being completely underreported, too. I, I would like to see the rest of those numbers, by the way, uh, not just based on age, but based on people's health. Hard to get those numbers because of the HIPAA, right? So easy to classify a death with Wuhan coronavirus by these hospitals and these doctors. 
but it's not so easy to get the details behind those numbers. And that's why one of the reasons why these numbers are so corrupt. Uh, we know that they're classifying death by Wuhan coronavirus, even though the person was killed in a car accident. They happened to test positive for the Wuhan coronavirus. They list that as part of the, what, 160,000-plus dead in this country. It's absolutely ludicrous. To somebody who cares about numbers like I do, it's crazy. Let's hear more from the president, shall we? Roll tape. Average age. It's important for all Americans to recognize that a permanent lockdown is not a viable path toward uh, producing the result that you want or certain. Stop tape, right. The cure, and this is what the president said uh, maybe back in April, was that the cure can't be worse than the virus. And shutting down the economy is killing Americans. There's no doubt about it. It's stressing out Americans. It's causing Americans to commit suicide and call suicide hotlines at a higher rate. It's killing the hopes and dreams. I just heard another report from the mainstream media that Generation Z, whatever that is, and the, and the, um, uh, the, the uh, millennials, um, a lot of them are now depressed. In fact, um, they're, uh, they've given up on their American dream. That's horrible, ladies and gentlemen. That's horrible. In fact, there's a report here from Gallup U.S. quote satisfaction, whatever the hell that is. I don't know. Maybe you ask Mick Jagger what satisfaction is. Is it 13% lowest in nine years? So in other words, it's the lowest since the Barack Obama uh, throw gasoline on the fire recession of 2008-2009 uh, when people were losing their homes. And so uh, satisfaction is down to 13 Of course it is. Of course it is. You've locked people up in their homes. You've taken away their ability to earn a living. You've put them on unemployment. You've made them dependent on government. You've told them to muzzle up and wear a mask. You've told them not to go to church. You've told them they can't go to baseball games. You told them they can't go to the movies. You told them they can't live their lives. What in the hell do you think people are going to say? Satisfaction? You can't get no satisfaction in an environment like this, in a society like this. You don't even have to ask Mick Jagger. And Wall Street, Wall Street is out there with this headline out of Bloomberg. Wall Street is torn on whether a Biden win would bring joy or misery. Well, let me clue in Wall Street on that one. Um, It's going to bring all kinds of misery. If you liked Barack Obama and less than 2% gross domestic product for eight years, you will love Joe Biden, Wall Street. You will love what Joe Biden is going to do to the U.S. economy because the Joe Biden plan is the Bernie Sanders plan. And one, just one of the elements of the Bernie Sanders, a.k.a. Joe Biden plan, is massive redistribution of wealth through things like climate change. And these taxes they're going to layer uh, upon the American people. You know, they're going to tax the corporations. They're going to tax cars. They're going to tax gasoline more. They're going to tax everything, as the Beatles said, everything that, that moves. But taxes don't happen in a vacuum, do they? Who pays the taxes? Hmm? Who pays the taxes when you raise them on a corporation? We do. So a tax on a corporation is a tax on the American people. And that's what sloppy Joe Biden is going to bring. Wall Street, 
You don't have to wring your hands. You don't have to ponder. You don't have to think about it for very long. Sloppy Joe Biden is going to crush the United States economy. Oh, sure, maybe it'll open back up if he's elected. Miraculously, the Wuhan coronavirus is going to dissipate. Miraculously, the governor of California and the governor of New Jersey are going to say, you know what, you can go live your lives now because we got what we wanted. We got sloppy Joe Biden in the White House. But for the next four years, the economy is going to stagger because sloppy Joe Biden is going to work hand in glove with all the radicals in the Democrat Party led by Bernie Sanders. This is why he got the nomination, because he made a deal with the devil, and the devil is Bernie Sanders, among others. And they're going to impose his radical, that is Bernie Sanders' radical agenda on the American people, and Ayach is going to be in on it, and Rashida Tlaib is going to be in on it, and Elon Omar and all the radicals are going to join in, And if they, God forbid, happen to regain control of the United States Senate and retain control of the House of Representatives, my suggestion is we we move. I I don't know what else to do. It's fight or flight. And I fought and I fought and I fought. But if the American people are so stupid, if the majority of the American people is so stupid as to elect Joe Biden and reelect Nancy Pelosi in effect in the House and install... Chuck Schumer, as the, quote, majority leader, shiver, shiver the thought, majority leader in the United States Senate, then, I don't know, maybe it's time to reassess. I don't know where in the hell we would move, but uh, uh, we got to continue to fight. That's our only, it's our only shot right now, and, and Donald Trump is our firewall. He's the only person standing in the way of these, um, of these lunatics, and this is the COVID election. There's no, no doubt about it. And we have a lot on the plate. We have COVID. We also have these these lunatics in Portland and the Antifa crowd and the Black Lives Matter. And we have the ledger register which dovetails into that. And it is for this week, are you boycotting the NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball because of their acceptance and promotion of anti-American political positions? Go to GrahamLedger.com, GrahamLedger.com, and you can answer that question. You can also go to the ZipApp.com. Uh, Are you boycotting the NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball because of their acceptance and promotion of anti-American political positions? LeBron James, you know, every day they they stick a microphone in his face and he says, we got to we got to continue Black Lives Matter, even though it's a Marxist, socialist, anti-American organization. Got to continue Black Lives Matter. And they're wearing all these Black Lives Matter outfits. And, you know, I've just seen pictures. I'm not watching. I am among the folks who are boycotting. But remember... Remember that it's the truth that matters, and and I will always bring you the truth. And when I've talked about masks over these last four or five months, it's based on evidence. And the evidence is clear over and over and over again. There's more and more evidence that masks do absolutely nothing to stop the spread of a virus. So I can honestly say, see... I told you so. This edition of the Ledger Report is on its way to the Archives Library of Congress. Thank you for listening. I'm Graham Ledger. And remember, even when I'm wrong, I'm right. <laughs>